we want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right. Here we go. Coming down. Three, two. And at the Working Fans Podcast, this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling. Now, our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Now, we have started a new thing. We are now on Amazon and Audible. So those episodes release every Monday. And that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area. So if you want to live through the process with us again, take that journey with us again you can find us over on Amazon and Audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash Working Fans Wrestling Pod or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there. And if you listen to the Working Fans Podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top five list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. If you want to hear three guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life, anything, you will enjoy the Working Fans Podcast. Find us on Twitter, that's at fansworking. Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast with the man they call Dave. And today I have a young female comic, Miss Ariel Julie, who's going to tell us about her journey and what it's like to be in comedy. Ariel, <laughs> thanks for being Hi. on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. No, no problem. So I guess right away, just right at the beginning, breaking in. How'd you break into comedy? So, fun story. <laughs> I met a comedian on Tinder a couple of years ago. And comics were totally my type. 
So I swiped right and everything, but we like, we figured out we were like friends, you know, like platonic friends super quickly. And he was like, you should come to this open mic that I do with a bunch of my friends. It's really fun. So I just started going and I met all of the people and it was a good time. So after maybe, I don't know, like two or three months, I was like, oh, I think I'll try it, you know? And then I went up and everyone was so nice. And now here we are. Awesome. Now, are you still friends with that guy today? Do you still hang yeah. out? Or? Yeah. He's my best friend. Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. So you got that too. Yeah. I just asked somebody if dating comics was a good idea or a bad idea. This girl just had on and I usually don't. She said it was bad. She said she's done it a few times, but well, she just doesn't work out good. You know, it's funny. I dated comics before I became one. And I, at that time when I wasn't a comic, I was like, no, I do not recommend it. But I'm actually dating a comic now. Mm-hmm. And it's going like real well. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so let's, yeah, let's hold. Let's hope for that. But all right. <laughs> I mean, you gotta think you have similar interests, so that would be you know right away. All right. I mean, we have stuff to do together. Right. And, you know, it's I don't, it's it's working out. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's worked out so far. Now, are there? I mean, for your perspective, have you had any challenges being a female in comedy? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I always wonder. So, what would like like some of those challenges be? To, you know, I'm just curious. You know, honestly, a lot of it is like, it's just like what you can kind of get away with more behind the scenes than on stage. Like, I've noticed that you know there are perks for mm-hmm. sure. You know, or like I I use I got booked on shows far before I think I was like funny enough mm-hmm. to, to get those shows. Like, and they helped get me better. So I don't regret it at all, but I definitely got opportunities just because of being a woman and how I look. But like there, there have definitely been times when I've been introduced as like, you know, Oh, the lovely, the beautiful. Oh, she's so pretty. You're going to like the way she looks. And I'm like, not the point. You know, <laughs> I wore like like a sexier top at one show, and the guy who went up after me opened his set with like Ariel, give it up for Ariel, she's really funny, uh, girl. We were just staring at your tits the whole time though, and I was like, "Thanks for helping out, buddy." Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thanks. So okay, so taking you uh, getting taken seriously in some situations is definitely yeah, it's interesting. Well, at least you had a good perspective on it, like you said, you know, like. Okay, you got on some shows you probably weren't ready for, but you probably got better because of that. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's, comedy is such a mixed bag. Like, so are you are you a comedian? No, a friend of mine is. He's the one, you know, in the picture, but I do all the interviews because he's really bad at doing interviews. <laughs> he has, and he'll, he'll admit it. I don't know what it is. I, you can tell me this is a comedic thing, but, like, he says he has a tendency to make the interviews about him. So, whereas I'm that's just... True. I'm more open-minded and like just a regular guy who likes to ask questions and find out about things. So it's like, oh, let's put me here. <laughs> and I love that though because I I do I've done a lot of interviews with comics and like I I think there are some really good comedian interviews, but I totally respect that for somebody who's like, no, this is like a weaker point for me, and it mm-hmm. you know it serves the art to you know. Yeah, we use him for more like he starts to book and MC comedy shows. And so we go out with him on the live shows, and that's where he fits in. There's there's three of us. And we could have talked about this before. I don't care. I'll tell you. So we're, uh, we're like, we do a little uh, wrestling podcast, and we started branching into comedy. And now we're doing like a little MMA. And 
Hence the Working Fans Podcast was a good name because it gave us the opportunity to go into different directions and stuff. So, (laughs) How did you guys find me? Not just Facebook, Instagram, social media. We add people. I know it's a little unconventional. It's like when you're trying to track down interviews, I just look for people that are like, who's available? And if you're, I will add people. And if you're funny and we see something in the timeline, like you popped up because you had a ukulele, which I was going to ask you about that next. I'm like, all right, that's different. That stands out. I don't know if that's why you did it. Like for me, it's like something that stands out is usually pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, we'll ask that. Why? Why did you be yelling? Let's let's talk about it. I have always been uh, very musically inclined. I'm not a great singer though. Like you can watch my YouTube videos of my act. I can like carry the tune well enough to like get the point across without hurting your ears. I think. <laughs> but like I'm not like a great, you know, I'm not like a beautiful singer, which is why I think musical comedy works okay for me is because like it's not like this gorgeous beautiful voice you know so you could like the humor i think comes out in it but why songs so okay i was writing comedic songs and like comedic song parodies far before i started doing comedy like Mm -hmm. i grew up on weird al and like stephen lynch and you know all these great guys and i definitely took some pages out of their books and i you know i changed like the lyrics to disney songs to make them like funny or dirty or whatever and so i wrote this song called tinder hookup that was like the first totally original song specifically to perform on stage comedically that i wrote and i remember writing it i so i play viola that's like my actual like i played it in fifth grade you know like i know <laughs> yeah. and i was like okay i like tipped it on its side and like plucked it just to see like how it would kind of sound with the song and i was like I need to buy a ukulele. So I bought it. I wrote the song before I did comedy. I started doing comedy. I then was like, I need the ukulele. So I bought one on Amazon. It's like 50 bucks. And then I taught myself to play in like an hour via YouTube. And I just did it. And I, once I did it, it was like, oh, this is my thing, you know? And that's like you said, it's kind of great part of a comedy, right? You don't want it to be too good almost anyway, right? You want it to be funny, right? So yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend, she is she's a comedian, she's very funny in Chicago, and her name is Jessica Diana. She or did she go by her last name? No, I'm just gonna miss it, Tano. Anyway, either way, she's very funny and she has a beautiful singing voice. Like I've heard her do karaoke and she does this beautiful I she did an Amy Winehouse, like Back to Black, I think it was, Valerie, one of those songs. And, but it was like hauntingly beautiful, like, mm. like gorgeous. And I said to my boyfriend, actually, I was like, she should be doing like musical comedy because her voice is like so beautiful. And he was like, that's not a voice I want to hear something funny from. Like, that's mm. a voice I want to hear like a cover of Blackbird, you know, mm. like I, I want uh. her voice just to be beautiful. Like, I don't think a funny song would be as funny from her because of how nice her voice is is you know what i mean yeah no it makes perfect sense right it almost would be give you like weird emotions like i'm enjoying this am i supposed to like i mean maybe she'd be great at it i don't know you don't know what's gonna work until you try it right right but i think that was like the logic it's like it's her voice is too good i'm like oh good mine is not (laughs) now you've also done like modeling and stuff like that is there i'm trying to think is there a different high for that that's a comedy or you know like how would you compare Um, Obviously, it's different jobs, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I've been a model for much longer. I started nude modeling in college 
for like art classes and stuff. And I did it, I like picked it back up professionally when I was like 24 or three, something like that. So I've been doing it for seven or eight years. So that was like just part of who I was when I started doing comedy. That wasn't, I don't know, and that's its own yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Is there like, I'm trying to remember, is there like, so there's no like, a, like in comedy, I'm sure there's a high from performing, a performance high. Like yeah. Adrenaline, yeah, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't say that nude modeling like was, you can enjoy attention without like getting an adrenaline rush from it. Sure. And it's not like sexual attention. People often attribute that like, oh, you're naked. It must be like sexy. And it's like, no, it's not that. It's really freeing, you know, and it takes away that sense of like oh i'm naked so i'm vulnerable you know and and you kind of realize like no like just because you're naked you can still be strong and you can still be you know who you are you can still be you know independent whatever yeah so it's fun it's really fun it's actually kind of a nice little workout because it's a very physical job you have to stay still for a long time mm. Uh, well, it's just interesting what you said there. So, like, in a way, because you're you're naked, you, you know, you're out there, right? Does that make it easier? Did that help you at all being on stage later? You think? I don't know. I did like theater and improv in college. I was a theater mm. major, so being on stage was like never a thing. That was actually what kind of got me to like even do the open mic in the first place. Was I was like, Ariel, it's talking for five minutes. You were on the speech team. Like, you can't talk for five minutes. Right, right. And it's like, and I think that was the thing, too, is for years I thought about doing comedy, but I was so focused on, like, being funny for five minutes. Oh, man, you got to be funny for five minutes. It's so hard. But then after going to the open mics for, like, months, I was like, oh, you don't have to be funny for five minutes. Hardly anybody is funny for five minutes. Hardly anyone is, like, funny at the open. No, I'm totally, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, it's just talking. Now, now you, you mentioned you know writing for like Stephen Lynch and stuff before. I, I, like influences. Though. I'm just wondering, like, are there any? Would those be your biggest influence, or who've been some of your influences in comedy? Growing up, big influences were Pat Oswalt. Mm-hmm. Big influence, honestly. Okay, this one's like kind of weird. The Blue Collar Comedy Tour came out <laughs> in about 2000, 2001-ish, and I was like 10 and 11. And so I'm definitely not like a similar comic, and that's, I'm not, like, I'm from the North Shore of Chicago, you know that. Like, that's not where I'm from, but, like, especially Ron White, I remember being like, he's the funniest one. Like, I knew the tour was about Jeff Foxworthy, but I was like, mm-hmm. Ron White is the funniest one on this tour so like i put him there this is a weird one kyle cease oh yeah, yeah. fucking love him <laughs> oh my god he like he came to my college and mm. did stand up and he like was supposed to do like an hour i think and he did like an hour and a half or an hour 45 oh. he did tons of crowd work he was hilarious i also grew up on kathy griffin Love oh, her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, always yeah. loved her. We'll defend her forever. I know a lot of people, dudes, don't think she's funny, and that's fine. Because she's like a storyteller and she's not a traditional like comic. Like she doesn't do, you know, the Joe Seinfeld one-liners and crap like that. But mm. God, I think she's so funny. She's such a good like presence on stage. She's so cool. Maria Bamford, big one. Carlin, obviously, watched Carlin oh, yeah. 
first time when I was like 10 or 11 too. That was because of my dad. He doesn't know like what's appropriate, not for children. So, <laughs> and then of course, Louis, Louis CK. Yeah. I don't awesome. even remember when it was I discovered him, but I remember discovering him and being like, oh, that's the bar. Okay. So let's see. I think he just froze up on me. I feel like I should mention. Oh, you know what? This is another weird one. Oh, no. Are you frozen? Well, I'm alone. So maybe now is the time for me to take this solo. Hijack this podcast. Make it about me. Oh. Hey, we're back. How did you hijack your podcast? I was wondering. I was like, oh, I wonder how this is going. So like, that, that's always happened one other time, but that's good. We <laughs> That works. Usually it happens once if that happens, so that's good. <laughs> okay. So on that note, one of the other things I wanted to ask you was now, obviously, you seem like you keep busy. You work. You said you did some writing and stuff. Are there some other goals you have, like just in entertainment in general, that you want to do? No, I don't really. This is the hobby. Like, I have a day job and everything. Mm. And I do love doing comedy. And, dude, if I could make this a career, I would. But mm. the odds are just so, like, there are so many talented people out there. You know, there are so many good people that I'm like, this is fun. And I'm going to get as good as at this as I possibly can. And, like, whatever comes of it. Do you have any other projects or anything like that, though? Like, whether it's modeling or writing or anything like that? Or is it just strictly the comedy shows right now in your job? Right now, my big goal is just to spend the summer writing because I get summers off at my job because I work uh, within the education system. And I will have a little bit of time for the next couple months to just kind of, like, go to Mike, stay out late, hang out with people afterwards, which I never get to do because I have to wake up early usually. Yeah. And I just want to like write differently. I'm trying to write clean. That's uh. a big one. That's so hard for me. <laughs> a big goal. I try to write clean and then I end up writing like Holocaust jokes. It's awful. It's so bad. So you're way, way off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, I don't say the F word at all. It's like, yeah, it's about dead Jews. Like, yeah, but I didn't swear, you know? Yeah. It's a start. It's a start. So now, do you have any any big shows coming up? Are you doing a lot of open mics? or? So I do have some shows coming up if you're in Chicago. So I, I always am doing mics. I'm always kind of out there. You can, I don't even know where I'll be. But on the 10th, I will be at Laugh Factory in Chicago. The 11 p.m. the nasty show. So we'll be we'll be in my in my comfort zone. Um, so come join me. You can learn all about the STDs I may or may not have had in my life. Not currently, but once upon a time, your girl had a body count. You know what I'm saying? Check and it out. Then, yeah, right. And then October, uh, August. 21st i'll be at zany's chicago so i have a couple other things in between oh july 16th i'm headlining i'm doing two half hours at the market lounge in valparaiso indiana this will be my second time headlining there i've got like a new half hour of material it's gonna be freaking it's gonna be fun indiana people are fun oh nice indiana shout out to indiana oh yeah <laughs> Well, Indiana crowds don't get offended as uh, easily as some other crowds I've been around. Yeah, that's one thing I meant to ask you. I was going to start back that. Have you had, I guess I'll ask you both. Have you had a show where you're like, that was fire. I loved it. Everything clicked. 
And if you had a show where you're like, okay, that was horrible. I never want to be back to that crowd again. Yeah. <laughs> which elaborate? What what shows would those be? The bad or good one? Your choice. Ironically, I'll do so. I'll do the ones the 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 most recent ones because I've had great sets and I've had some you know some some stinkers <laughs> in the last year or so. But most recently, ironically enough. The two shows that I did, the one that I did like the best on, Black Room, South Side of Chicago. It was really great. They loved uh, my like material about, you know, shitty dudes I've dated and my shitty boyfriend and like it's jokes about my pussy, you know, shit like that. Jokes about Tinder guys. Like they were super into it. And so I was able to kind of get away with a couple of riskier jokes that delve a little bit into into race and, and racial kind of stuff white people black dude like like me being a white girl like dating a black dude kind of kind of stuff and they kind of let me like they went on that ride with me and because i never mean to like legitimately offend anybody but i i do like a darker maybe like edgier kind of thing where it's like oh you're not so tough suit like you know but like you know and i i like that you know that's fun but then so I did that room and I like crushed. So literally a week later, one of the girls who was on that show with me too, she was on another show with me that was like, and that show was at a comedy club where I did well. It was at Riddle's comedy club in like Alsip, Illinois. It was like the South kind of side. So it was like a comedy club. You know, the audience knows they're there for a comedy show. So like a week later, I do a show. It's another black room and it's with another girl who was on the show I did last week. She saw me kill, same set, whatever. And so this is like, not a comedy club. This is like an event space and it's decked uh, out. It's beautiful. <laughs> you know, this lady like really went all out. I am not only the only white person in the building, uh, I'm the only white person for like four miles, probably. <laughs> you know, and everybody's nice. Like everybody is lovely. There's no, like, it's not like, like an unsafe or uncomfortable thing. Like everybody was fine. It didn't, like my race didn't matter until about halfway through my set <laughs> when I started doing some riskier jokes. And like, I'm like, these jokes killed last week in a black room, but this room was different and they did not kill and they bombed and the room was starting to get a little like, we, ooh, you've got like a, a little bit of room, white girl. Like, you better figure this shit out. And I did turn it around. I like, I changed course real quick and I turned it around. I got him back. Uh -huh. Ooh, there was a, and so I get off stage and the girl who's on the show with me the week before was like, girl, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, that was, that was scary. That got scared. I was like, we're going to have to like carry this girl out of here. Like, I was just like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Oh, Ooh. man. <laughs> that was good. That I, that was a great storytelling, by the way. I felt like I was there. I was actually nervous for you. I'm like, where the fuck is going? <laughs> you don't even know what the joke is. And like now, too, I will say like a uh, pretty prevalent comedian from the 80s and 90s who was African-American and was convicted of rape, may or may not have just been freed. And uh -huh. have a couple of bits about him <laughs> somebody okay yeah pudding pops maybe i got you <laughs>
Well, all right. Is there anything else you want to add coming up or uh, otherwise just hit your social media and, you know, whatever you want. Is that the whole interview? Yeah, it's like, it's like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah, we do I quick interviews. That's why we get people on because we're like, we don't oh. tie you up the whole day. Oh, I don't know. I was I know. Honestly, I was given no information about it. Like someone just reached out, Dan, Dan, I think, reached okay. out and was like, hey, you want to do this? It's this. What do you think? When are you free? And I was like, I don't even know what this is. I should probably do my research, right? Usually we'll send you links if you want to. That's okay. Yeah, I did not get sent any links. And if I had, probably wouldn't have clicked on it. Like, I don't know you at all. Good point. Like, total stranger. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah, let's take this risk. That's I hope exactly, it works out. I, I know it's fun, but that's exactly how you know I have a body count. You know, it's like this girl rolls dice. Like she's not thinking uh, anything through today. I won't say anything, but this definitely is starting to be a trend of like the female comics we're getting on. We can tell it's like the girls are like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to make some bad choices after this show. You know, <laughs> I, one could make the argument that being a female comedian or any or a comedian, just a comedian, is maybe. Possible. You could, be point. you could be right. I will say this, though. I was talking to uh, this girl that I'm talking to because uh, she was asking me if like, she thinks I would do better because we have a harder time getting female, just talent in general. And I said, I think that's just because there's so many creepers that approach women like on social media, whether it's wrestlers. So it's like I kind of have I expect that, you know, I expect to be hard. And she was wondering, she's like, you think it would be easier if you actually had a woman on the show? helping you approaching the interviews and i said well yes <laughs> i said that would probably help <laughs> you know but we'll see how we'll see how this relationship yeah, goes. I'm, she can volunteer for the job. I'm the girl i'm the girl that a lot of guys call when they're like hey we need like a woman but like like one who's you know like we can say awful shit too and she's not gonna cancel us i'm like oh i'm way too lazy to cancel you like i don't have time to think about <laughs> or hashtag about it like i'm not gonna like I'm so busy. I don't have time to cancel anybody. Honestly, I just don't have time to get that. cancel you. Like so, you get away with some pretty heinous shit with me, and I'll just probably let it slide because I'm like, oh yeah, that was shitty, but like I had a thing that night, you know. Like I didn't have time to <laughs> tell anybody. But anyway, promoting myself, okay. you can find me on Instagram, Ariel Julie Comedy. You can find you can go to my link tree. Um, like I think it's linktree.com slash Ariel Julie comedy or all my links.com slash Ariel Julie comedy that there's clips on YouTube. There's don't friend me on Facebook. Don't do that. Like, yeah, I don't know you. Don't do that. Look me up on Instagram. It's, you can chat me on there too. Do you, you have a Twitter? Send, do I have a, a Twitter? Yeah, I yeah. do, but I'm never on there, but it's okay. Ariel Julie or the at the Ariel Julie, I think. It's on the link tree. If you really, if you want to read the nine tweets that I have up there, like they're there, I guess. But <laughs> Instagram. Let's just do it. It's Instagram. And I don't get it. So many dudes friend me on Facebook. I'm like, you can send dick pics through Instagram just as easily. You can. <laughs> like, why? I need to do it via messenger. Like, why? That's, it's the same. It doesn't show up clearer. Is it mostly old guys? No, it's young dudes. Uh, I say, young dudes, stop filtering your dick pics. Mm. I can tell. You think I can't tell? I have an iPhone. The same six filters that you have. I know. I know a dramatic, cool 
when I see it. Okay. <laughs> Just be honest. Just be honest about it. Show your real dick. You know? <laughs> Show your real dick. Show it. Oh, and speaking of which, I do have an OnlyFans, so you can go there too. The link is also in my link tree, but it's OnlyFans.com slash comedian with a cum. It's $11, but it's it's pretty good. I think. Well, check out. I mean, you, you got a fan base. Clearly, they're, they're sending you in those filtered dick pics. So, I mean. I don't, I, I don't think that's being a comedian. I think but, that's being a woman. Yeah, you're probably right. Sure. But, I mean, maybe they'll maybe they have some cash. Maybe they'll at least drum some money up, you know? Oh, yeah. OnlyFans has paid my rent for the last, like, nine months. Like, OnlyFans is great. I love the hustle, honestly. Like, I don't, like, full disclosure, like, I don't spend money to that but that's just because like i'm cheap i guess but i'm not <laughs> i don't either but, when i but, started it i was like nobody's gonna pay for this and so many people oh, were like do. no we will yeah like, whoa yeah they, they will there's a market for it i'm glad women have found figured that out because it's like it's gonna change the game eventually like i think guys there's gonna be some guys that, you gotta you gotta end up separating like the good guys from the bad just by that you're gonna know all the guys who go to your only fans oh these are the guys who can't actually do anything so they pay i'm gonna make my living off of them and then i'll go see if i can find the guy who's actually got who's too busy to do this all right right all right right my my boyfriend is not he's he's just he would never, oh he would never pay for it mm. but luckily he doesn't have to it's very nice <laughs> that's great <laughs> well on that note, it was fun having you, and maybe we'll have you again some other time, and you can tell us about whatever else you're up to by that point, and we'll see how it's going, if there's I'm any sure new scary shows. Nothing untoward will happen ever again. My life will be very boring from now on. We'll see. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having me. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 